Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, I couldn't break down all of the drama in Hollywood and beyond without my amazing co-host. She's downtown. She's all around. It's Miss Gwen Flamberg. That is me. I mean, I hope that I am up to snuff. It's hard for us to do this without baby girl Sarah here, and it always is. It is. The baby girl has become a baby woman and she has things to do. We still have lots to get through. We have leaked texts that become threats, sweet thank you letters, a couple getting back together, pissed off celeb parents, and much, much more. But before we get into all that, let's start with our woes of the week. These are stories that our hosts have ripped from the headlines just because they made us stumble back in our seats or wherever we were when we saw these. Gwen Flamberg, what story made you go woe? this week. Oh my gosh, there's a few of them, but really the one that made me go the most woe was when I learned today that Pete Davidson has branded himself with Kim's name. What? That was almost my woe too. So, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh no. Almost, it wasn't, it wasn't. I'm glad you took it. Okay, Okay. I was going to say, I've got other woes that I could talk (laughs) about. I could talk about the gal from Bridgerton, the new one, one of the Sharma sisters, who thought that she um, broke a shoulder because of that corset that she had to wear all during filming. But back to Pete. So during the whole drama between um, Kanye and Skeet, and I know we're going to dive really deeply into that, so let's not talk about that anymore. But during that drama, fans noticed that Pete had Kim tattooed on his chest. And fans had a lot to say about it. However, today... Pete came out and said that he actually got branded with her name because he doesn't want it to ever be able to be removed. So he actually has a few tattoos for Kim, but there is one that is an actual brand, which leads me to believe that he may be in a cult, the cult of Kardashian. That's cult with a K. It is very, very strange, very cult-like. I saw the tattoo when Kim posted on Instagram and I thought it was just a thick tattoo, but a full-on brand. And I didn't know brands could be black. I sort of thought brands were just the color of scar tissue that came up on whatever toned skin they went to. So I maybe they brand it and pour some ink over it. I don't actually think I want to know. I don't want to know either, but listeners, if you want to know all about this story, <laughs> Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish because we have all the scoop as always. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, Gwen, what me and me go woe was definitely a woe story for Sandra Bullock this week. Um, she was talking about her new movie with Channing Tatum, star of Magic Mike and boyfriend to Zoe Kravitz. Just shout out for him, you know, living a best life. And she had uh, in The Lost City is the name of the movie. And they're checking for leeches on him. Her character is. So she had to spend a lot of time down there right at his naked cross area, quote, making sure there's no leechers, no leeches. And she had a lot to say about it. She said there were two full pages of dialogue while she was down there inspecting uh, right below the belt on Channing Tatum. And she says, quote, when you're down there and you have two pages of dialogue, if you are looking directly at it, you'll get nothing done. So I looked at his left thigh. I focused more on the left inner thigh. 
And I know a lot of actors have to do a lot of crazy stuff when they go to work. You know, they're doing wild stuff. They're like, this is how I'm making money. But uh, staring at Channing Tatum's crotch for two pages of dialogue and maybe more setup and lighting uh, seems like a very woe thing to happen at work today. I don't know. I feel like staring at his inner thigh would be more distracting than actually <laughs> staring at um, the thing. Yeah, yeah. There's there's more to look at there than the left thigh. I mean, what do you do? Like count hairs, see when they start to curl as they go up. It's it's just awkward for all of them. But that really made me go, whoa. Well, let's get on our knees and stare into some news this week. We are going to start with Gwen. You are right. We are talking about Skeet Skeet Pete Davidson and all of his drama with Kanye West because they will not stop. Now, Kanye West was accused Kim Kardashian of withholding custody from their kids again and claimed that Skeet was bragging about uh, texting him, bragging about being in bed with his ex-wife in some now deleted videos that was posted on his Instagram. Now, this string of IG posts and rants are at, you know, during this couple's now tumultuous divorce that we thought was going to be fine. And he is still complaining that his daughter North is appearing on TikTok. Kanye said, I just got off the phone with Kim and I told her to stop antagonizing me with the TikTok thing. I told her never again. I said, I'm not allowed my daughter to be used by TikTok, to be used by Disney. And I have a say so. I don't really know how they're using him, but it makes sense to Kanye and he doesn't want her on TikTok. And he said he was that Kim was taking North away from him and not letting him come to somebody's service. Kim has spoken out since that is not true. But alleged texts were released by one of Pete Davidson's friend, Dave Cirrus, a friend from SNL and the King of Staten Island, that did show a text conversation between Pete and Kanye where Pete was bragging about being in bed with his wife. And it was just, it was messy, Gwen. It was really messy. Will this ever stop? Or do you think it will never stop until Pete and Kim break up? I don't know how it's going to end, but I do know that it's not going to end well. And now Kanye is going after Dave Sirius directly on all of his socials. It feels a little dangerous to me. It feels like someone's going to get hurt here or someone's going to hurt themselves. And again, we have to just stress there are children in the picture here. A lot of them. Let it go and and make your fights private. Too much. Pete Davidson friend was not the only celeb who was a target of him. He called out Trevor Noah and used a lot of really, really sensitive, racial, racially charged words to make fun of Trevor Noah. After Trevor Noah talked about his mental health on his show, he went after comedian D.L. Hughley, saying all of these horrible things that he was on drugs. Both of them have clapped back at Kanye, and he is just really on a tear right now. Is anyone safe? Gwen, have you personally been victimized by Kanye West yet? I mean, not yet, but I, I I, just can't imagine that it's not coming because I think that he's just, you know, what he's doing to Kim, it's traumatizing to all women, really. It's just kind of like the worst breakup 
when you can't get away from bad X and someone who tried to control you is still trying to control you, even though you've gotten an actual legal decree that they cannot <laughs> anymore. Yes, it is wild, wild, wild. And these, this threesome, this thruple, all of this is just going to get, I think, even more and more heated now that Kim is talking about how happy she's with him on Ellen, posting him on his Instagram, saying that she's, you know, the happiest she's ever been in her 40s with, Pan, uh, with Pete. And she wants to, quote, hold on to this feeling forever which are some pretty strong words to use with someone you're dating. When you say, I want to hold on to this feeling forever, I feel that that is very telling. It is. I think that maybe this is the first relationship Kim's had where it's like someone's not just trying to be in the spotlight. Someone's just um, enjoying their time with her. Um, maybe she feels relaxed. Maybe all of that anxiety is taken out. I don't know, but uh, something's got to give here. This behavior of Kanye's is not healthy. It sure is not. And, you know, she's someone's not dating her for the spotlight. She's not dating someone for the spotlight. It seems like the real deal. Well, Gwen, you and I have talked personally and on this podcast about Bella Hadid's face and how it has completely changed over the years. And she sort of seemed to procure a supermodel image. Um, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but she finally admitted to these rumors. Tell us about what Bella finally said. She finally admitted to having had a nose job at the age of 14, Travis. And now she says that she regrets that and she wishes she would have kept the nose of her ancestors. She believes she would have grown into it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I do think that Bella is going through um, a growth into, into womanhood. She has recently become sober. You know, she is, um, I think trying to get in touch with who her real self is um, and maybe part of that is regretting the plastic surgery, but at least now we know for certain, even though everyone could have looked at old pictures of her and seen that her face was entirely different. Now, I have never heard of someone 14 years old getting a nose job, even in folklore and myth of the richest parts of town. Girls got their nose jobs, you know, 16, I feel like was the youngest we heard of where it was. It's not it's still too early. Your face is still changing and developing. But and Yolanda Hadid is being called out online for she had to be the one to sign to have Bella get her nose job at 14. Now you are a beauty expert among many things. Why is getting a nose job at 14? I can't believe I have to say this the wrong move. Well, you know, first of all, you're still growing and forming, developing. I actually fell off the monkey bars when I was a wee tot. I was, I was much younger than 14. I was about four, but I remember that they were, there was nothing that they could do because cartilage in your nose is soft and still forming until right. you're at least 16 years old, more like 18 to 20. So 14 is a bit young. Also, that is an age of when girls are starting puberty. And I think from a self-confidence point of view, it's, I don't know that that's the best thing to allow your child to do or to suggest your child to do. Even Great. if you want them to be 
a very well-paid high fashion model. Right. It seems horrible and bad for her confidence, but it also worked. And she became the most famous supermodel in the world. So, you know, there's, uh, I can't even deal with that. It really is sort of disturbing to me. Well, let's go on to some happy news. Our Chloe Money, our Chloe Kardashian, has possibly moved on with a new guy. Um, and it is Trey Songs. A witness told us that they saw the two hanging out at the Nice Guy, this really popular place in LA where all the celebs go, for a Justin Bieber party. It was just them hanging together um, in a booth for a while on what looked to be a little date. Now, there were a lot of people there, but the source told us that Chloe and Trey found some time to catch up. Now, if you remember, Gwen, if you remember back in 2016, Chloe and Trey were caught making out at Drea's in Las Vegas. Then Chloe was seen attending one of his shows and then partying with him at the same nightclub. And the eyewitness told us at the time they were not shy about their infatuation with each other. Now, Trey Songs is sort of a notorious womanizer, but he's a really famous guy with lots of women throwing themselves at him. So I guess we hope that he can, you know, find the right woman and settle down. But I'm still a little nervous. This is exactly why I hope that Chloe is just having fun with Trey Songs and she's not looking at this as a potential relationship. Again, there's a child involved. She is a mother and she needs some stability in her life. She really doesn't need to be in a relationship again with a major womanizer. He's yeah. also like, he's a little too famous. Like find someone that's not Agreed. so famous on their own because it's just, it doesn't work in that little Kardashian ecosystem. Agreed. Agreed. I actually had dinner with Trey Song's mom once and she was oh, wow. just lovely and she yeah. was in the Air Force and raised him, you know, in a militant sort of style household. So I really do think that he's got some good things going on because his mom was so fierce and amazing. Well, let us move on to a huge health scare that happened in Hollywood this week. Haley Bieber was hospitalized after suffering, quote, stroke like symptoms, but luckily she has recovered. She shared on Instagram on Thursday morning, I was sitting at breakfast with my husband. And I started having stroke like symptoms and was taken to the hospital. They found out that I had suffered a very small blood clot in my brain, which caused a small lack of oxygen. My body had passed on its own and I recovered completely within a few hours. Haley continued, although it was definitely one of the scariest moments I've ever been through, I'm home now and doing well. I'm so grateful to the amazing docs, doctors and nurses and everyone who took care of me. Now, this happened at a uh, Palm Springs hospital, and a source told us that Justin Bieber is actually way more, you know, upset by it than Haley is. The source told us that Justin is really beside himself and feels very out of control of the situation and just wants to protect Haley and make everything better. Now, there's sort of rumors whether this is COVID-related or non-COVID-related, but still, stroke-like symptoms and a blood clot in your brain, she seems to be taking it very well. More power to her. I mean, it's super scary, but I think that it is just evidence that things like this can happen to younger people. Um, and famous people at that. Um, and I'm glad that she's been vocal about, um, you know, that she felt better right away. And I just, I love these two. I love that he is always so concerned about her. They just seem like the real deal. They really seem in love. And, 
you know, with all these other relationships in Hollywood between <laughs> two really famous people, when it gets so ugly, they just seem really authentic. I'm glad that she's feeling well. I'm glad that she's better. I think that it is, um, you know, hopefully it is, will help other people realize yeah. that like COVID's not a joke. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of celebrity couples that might annoy Gwen or a little bit, or she loves them, we don't know. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Of course, Us Weekly told you three months ago that the two had started their IVF journey. Humble brag, going to drop it in. But we now have heard it straight from the Kardashians' mouth from the trailer for their new Hulu series that they are. Uh, went through IVF to try to get pregnant with another child. Now they got a slew of kids. There's three on one side, four on the other. It's a Brady Bunch moment, but they want to have IVF to have a new baby. And a source told us at the time, right when things got serious with Court and Travis, she decided to put in, they both decided to put in the effort to get pregnant. It was a no-brainer for them because they set their hearts on a big family and agreed there was no point in delaying or waiting to be married first. Courtney had been trying the natural way, but started IVF. Uh, their close friends and family are all aware, and Courtney and Travis cannot wait to be new parents again. I think this is just lovely. I love it. I love these two. They seem really in love. I hope it's not just like a Hulu mance. I hope that this is the real deal. And it's not just something that was entered into because of this kind of reboot of the family from an entertainment standpoint. I don't know. They seem really sweet together. And why not have more kids? Courtney's kids are so beautiful. They are so beautiful. Happy for them. Can't wait for them to have a gigantic, ridiculous Hollywood family. It's going to be great. Well, but I'm a little worried for Yolanda Hadid, even though she signed for her 14-year-old to get a nose job, because sources tell us that Gigi and Zayn have been texting again. Now, if you remember, Zayn uh, and Gigi broke up because of a little police report filed by uh, Yolanda saying that Zane abused her, shoved her, got physical with them at their farm home in Pennsylvania. But a source tells us that Gigi and Zane have been talking together while Gigi has been away at Fashion Month. The two are talking again. It was about co-parenting, but things have started to take uh, a romantic turn and friends of the couple wouldn't be surprised if they were living together right when Gigi gets back from fashion week. Now we don't know their lives, but when someone hits and pushes your mother, that's a red flag that everyone should be able to see. Don't go in the water. Absolutely not. I, I really hope that this is just rumor and they're not going to get back together. It would not be the best thing for her it would certainly not be a good thing for that family. And again, there's a child involved. Yes, there sure is. Well, let's hope they do not get back together. Here's a lovely story, a Meghan Markle letter story, Gwen. Uh, so are you familiar with who Simon Rex is? Yeah, wasn't he a porn star? He was a gay solo porn star for a while back in the early 2000s. He was also a rapper named Dirt Nasty, and he was in the Scary Movie franchises. But great to know his porn career, the first video he ever made, you're a true fan. Well, he got a lovely letter from Meghan Markle. <laughs> Simon, I know, Simon Rex recently I was doing a media tour and he was asked about... 
Meghan Markle. And he was admittedly in need of some cash when multiple tabloids in the UK wanted him to say that he had slept with Meghan Markle. They were uh, co-stars on a March 2005 episode of the UPM sitcom Cuts. No, it never happened. Oh, so Simon Rex told an interview, no, it never happened. Although we went to lunch once at Friends, but the tabs were willing to give me $70,000 to say that it was. He continued, I was broke as fuck. I needed the money, he told The Guardian, but I'll be on food stamps before I do that. Simon Rex said that Megan thanked him in a letter, which he keeps framed at his home in Joshua Tree in Southern California. Meghan Markle is quoted by him in the letter saying, it's nice to know there are still good people, she said to him. I think this is sort of adorable and they both come out looking really well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that Megan is kind of thirsty and, and maybe controlling with Harry, but I think her heart is in the right place and she's a good person. I like that she acknowledged him. And I love the original story that he just, you know, was a good guy and not a scumbag. So thank you, Simon Rex. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Simon Rex, dirt, for not taking the nasty? money. Is that a- dirt nasty. Yes. Yeah. Listen to some dirt nasty songs, you know, while there are no children present. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty adorable. Good for Meghan Markle. Good for Simon Rex. We love it. Now let's talk about Julia Hart and her now estranged husband, Silvio Segalia's. Uh, their legal team has spoken out. Uh, how do I say it? I think it's just Scoglia. Scoglia. That looks exactly what it is. Silvio Scoglia. Uh, well, his legal team has spoken out because if you remember, Gwen, there was an arrest warrant set out for Julia uh, for the retrieval of a leased $132,000 Bentley. Now, she, Julia Hart, has recently been fired from the fashion talent agency Elite World Group, where she had been a co-owner since 2009, but her husband fired her, all of her team, and then filed a report with the cops to take away her Bentley, which was even leased. It wasn't even owned, but luckily he dropped the charges. And the authorities have backed away from the situation after realizing it was just two spouses butting heads over once shared items. Now, they are still filming for season two, but I I don't think Julia Hart deserves to be hunted down over a leased Bentley. It seems really petty. You've already fired your wife from her job. You don't need to take away her car, too. What could she have done? Also, like, is that a thing? Can you actually, like, steal a leased car? I I guess you're temporarily the owner. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of this, it's certainly very ugly, but I also think that all of it has been manipulated for a TV show. Like I think maybe their entire marriage Mm. was something that was manufactured so that there could be a reality show wrapped around it. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, who is Julia Hart the next Chris Jenner and mastermind that we're all obsessed with for 15 seasons of my unorthodox life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am kind of into Bat Shava. I think she's cute. I I do too. I think that she is the best part about the show. She's adorable. I love watching her Instagram. She has great taste. Yeah. Well, let's hope Julia Hart is a Kris Jenner and catapults his family into superstar status so they can start getting divorced and sleeping with SNL cast members and we can cover it in the future. 
Well, Gwen, if you think that is a bitter battle, then you haven't seen Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Already? Already. I'm so excited. Ding, ding, ding. The celebrities have taken the stage, Gwen, and it's all their birthdays this week. And they decided to fight for us. So nice. We have four celebrities in the Superdome. I think they're, yeah, Superdome this week. Well, first we have Rosie O'Donnell, who is turning 60 years old this week, versus Reese Witherspoon, who is 46 this week. Reese Witherspoon is Tracy Flick in real life, I'm pretty certain. (laughs) I think that she could make anything happen if she put her mind to it. So even though Rosie O'Donnell, I think, maybe has more, um, you know, she might have more experience fighting. Yeah. Reese would absolutely be sly like a fox and take her right out. Oh, nice. Didn't see that one coming. Well, the second bout, Gwen Flamberg, we have Shaka Khan, who is the golden year, 69 years old this week, versus Jessica Chastain, who is 45 this week. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. (laughs) Shaka Khan, let me wreck it. Now, here's the thing, Travis. I would totally give this one to Shaka Khan simply because she's Shaka Khan. But if you recall, you and I did meet her just a few years ago. And had a lengthy conversation. Very lengthy conversation filled with non sequiturs that made very little sense. Yes. And we were worried about her. And Jessica Chastain, anybody who could play Tammy Faye with such a plum, I think that she would talk Shaka Khan just over to the corner and out of the ring and it would be like very peaceful but chastain would win well gwen i think you're right but now you have a hard decision in front of you because these two beautiful a-list hollywood women who it's also their birthdays are now boxing against each other reese witherspoon 46 and jessica chastain 45 close in age close in height close in notoriety it is a tough battle oh i thought that jessica chastain was much taller than reese Reese no Jessica Chastain's like five, four tops. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think that there would be a lot of strategy going on. I think that they would like keep trying to outsmart each other. I think ultimately, while they should decide to like co-win, yeah, they would decide that and then Reese would come in and she would um, just, you know, like pull an L Woods. Oh. And she would, you know, she would, she would make it happen. She would make wow. it Wow. Punched yeah. her right in the face. The, uh, the drunk alter ego of Reese Witherspoon that was once named Laura Jean for all of those videos of her at weddings, which still <laughs> give me joy to this day. Thank you, Laura Jean. Thank you, Reese Witherspoon. And thank you, Gwen Flamberg for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Brennan of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, Gwen, you know what they are? They're They're just just like us. Yes, they are, except with more things. Well, we will be back next week. Thank you guys for listening. See you then. See you then.